Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, June 6, 2019. It is the 75th anniversary of the Western Allied landing on the beaches of Normandy in France, uh, June 6, 1944. Uh, so... It's interesting that it is the 75th anniversary of D-Day because I have some Europe-related news and speculations that I really want to dive into today. Uh, but first, I have some announcements. Uh, one very sad announcement. Um, this website lost one of its regular users, a, a gentle giant by the name of Roderick Moore, uh, passed away uh, a couple days ago due to complications from kidney failure. So Roderick and uh, to his family, our hearts go out to you. Those of you may have remembered him who are members in the vid chats. His username was Radiohead. So um, we're sorry to hear about the passing of Mr. Moore. Uh, another brief announcement. Because storms are once again being predicted for today and tomorrow. I've had to move the vid chat again, folks, to next Friday. I was going to do it tomorrow, but we are just being absolutely hammered with storms. And where I'm at, storms can spin up into severe storms very quickly. So rather than have to take the chance that we'd have a vid chat with uh, a very nervous pooch constantly whining. I've decided to postpone a movement, uh, move it to next week. So um, we are still trying to get over the flooding as well. So it's not looking too good for the next two days. All right. Now, I, I want to get down to some very interesting speculations here. And the, I want you to bear certain things in mind, two things in particular, because I never expected, I did this blog uh, video last week on the News and Views about the Malaysian Prime Minister talking about establishing a gold-backed regional trading currency. Now, please note that. He was talking about establishing a currency for the use of international financial clearing and trade not for domestic use within a country, all right? And I thought at the time that that was a very unusual thing to start proposing. Nonetheless, he did, and I said, okay, well, watch China <laughs> and watch some other countries because this might be a precursor to something. So there's that I want you to bear in mind. The second thing I want you to bear in mind as I talk about these two articles is Mr. Xi Jinping's visit to Italy a few months ago, where he signed a memorandum of understanding with the Ita new Italian government, Matteo Salvini, for the use of Italian ports. And that, folks, I can't tell you what a shockwave that is, because that just bumped Italy to the top of the line over all those ports on the Atlantic in France and the Netherlands and so on. So this is big news. Those are the two things I want you to bear in mind. Now, the first article here is from Zero Hedge. Uh, I want to talk about this article. It appeared just yesterday. 
The article's titled Russia, China to Prepare to Dump Dollar and Agree to Bilateral Trade in National Currencies. And there's a statement in here that I want you to listen very carefully to. So two preparatory paragraphs here. First of all, quote, just one month after conducting joint military exercises, Russia and China are set to sign an agreement which would boost the use of their national currencies in bilateral and international trade in an attempt to move away from the current dollar-denominated financial system, according to the Russian state-owned news outlet TASS. The Kremlin released a draft decree on Wednesday outlining, quote, settlements and payments for goods, service and direct investments between economic entities of the Russian Federation and the People's Republic of China are made in accordance with the international practice and the legislation of the side's states with the use of foreign currency, the Russian currency, rubles, and the Chinese currency, yuan. Okay, now let me stop before we go any further. This is standard boilerplate, and we've been watching Russia and China make these bilateral currency trading agreements and gradually expand their scope. There's nothing new here. India and Iran did this a couple years ago, you recall, with uh, allowing the rupee to be traded directly with Iran for oil, bypassing the dollar. So there are a lot of these bilateral currency and trade agreements taking place. But now there is something new in this article, and I was stunned when I read it. Quote, last November, Russian Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev said that discussions were underway to allow the use of China's union pay credit card in Russia and Russia's Mir card in China. Okay? There's... What they're doing is they're setting up that system that we've been predicting here for a long time of international financial clearing, a parallel system to SWIFT, all right? So they can bypass SWIFT completely using their own card payment systems with each other. But now listen to what Medvedev says. Quote, No one currency should dominate the market because this makes all of us dependent on the economic situation in the country that issues this reserve currency. Even when we are talking about a strong economy such as the United States, unquote, Medvedev said last year, unquote. So in other words, if you put these bilateral trade agreements and these uh, currency swap agreements into that perspective, what they're really saying is, if you if you parse it correctly, if you draw out the implications, we don't even want the ruble or the yuan as a world currency. So what we're trying to do, if we bring in the Malaysian prime minister's statements and use that as a message balloon coming from a completely unexpected quarter, what they're really saying is, we either want to to approach a global currency in steps. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to set up regional currencies or units of account to conduct trade, and it will be gold-backed. So in other words, every nation keeps their own indigenous currency for domestic use, but in terms of international trade, it appears to me that what they're trying to do is they're trying to set up a... Uh, a unit of account 
on a regional basis to conduct international trade. Uh, it's kind of a, a regional approach to the IMF special drawing rights. Now, if that thesis is true, if that speculation is true, I want you to turn to the second article I'm linking here. This is an article that was uh, written by Mike Shedlock, and the article is titled Brace for Impact, Italy Poised to Launch Euro Parallel Currency. And there's a couple of things here that I want to draw out from this article as to why they're having such problems in uh, Europe. Quote, by some maniacal reflex, the dying European commission of Jean-Claude Juncker has chosen this moment to draw up the first indictment letter of the revamped deaf and deficits regime, in other words, the new Italian budget. Italy faces 3.5 billion euros of fines for failure to tighten its belt, and it has 48 hours to respond. We're not Greece, said Claudio Borghi, the Lega chairman of Italy's House Budget Committee. We're net contributors to the EU budget. We have a trade surplus and a primary budget surplus. We don't need anything from anybody, and we are in better shape than France. Now, let me read that again because I want you to start thinking now in terms of trade with China and Russia. We have a trade surplus and primary budget surplus. We don't need anything from anybody. We are in better shape than France. And now I'm skipping a couple of paragraphs. The German Bundesbank has warned that it could face heavy losses if a major country leaves the euro and defaults on debts to the European Central Bank system, but warned that any attempt to prepare for such a crisis could backfire by triggering a speculative attack. And skipping again, Professor Philip Turner, a former monetary official at the Bank for International Settlements, said the politics of Target 2 are poisonous. This is leading on a huge scale that no government has, lending on a huge scale that no government has approved. It is covering fundamental imbalances at the heart of the Eurozone system, and it cannot go on indefinitely. And the article goes on to point out how it's really Germany that has been footing the bill for Southern Europe, and that's just not going to play well. Uh, Italy, it says, owes Germany uh, owes creditors, primarily Germany, 481 billion euros, and Spain owes creditors, again, primarily Germany, uh, 403 billion euros. So in other words, the whole problem <laughs> really is overspending in the South and German willingness to lend to it, okay, and then play uh, the big bad boss when the countries in Southern Europe don't want to play. And in the meantime, in the meantime, Italy is trading. And as a result, uh-oh, you hear my canine home security unit barking at the mailman. Shiloh. All right, now, I want to get to something very important here because all of this is background to Italy saying that they might just leave the euro and activate a parallel currency. Now, the currency here is interesting because Italy has has already indicated it's willing to do what? Nationalize its gold reserves. So gold enters the picture again. And this is what makes me think that Italy is thinking not simply in terms of reactivating the lira. I think Italy is thinking in terms of 
creating a Southern European version of the old exchange rate mechanism out of which the current euro system grew. And that exchange rate mechanism, you recall, was the Deutschmark was the currency to which other currencies, the Danish kroner, the Dutch guilder, and so on and so forth, the Austrian shilling, were all pegged to fluctuate within a certain margin of exchange. And if the currencies of those countries broke out of that narrow defined rate, the Bundesbank, no, 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 it's okay, Shiloh. The Bundesbank would step in and stabilize the exchange rate. The euro was created when that system, which was pegged to the Deutschmark. So in other words, it's that system that was expanded to create the eurozone. So in other words, it left Germany in charge of most of the financial politics within the eurozone and becoming the creditor to Italy and, and Spain. Now, what Italy is trying to do, I suspect, is to recreate something like that exchange rate mechanism in Southern Europe. And, and I've been kind of predicting that as, as far back, I think, as, as five years ago, that this is what would inevitably happen. Italy will create a currency, a trading currency for Southern Europe that might be gold-backed, and here's the clincher. Let's remember what happened when Mr. Xi Jinping went to Italy. He made the Memorandum of Understanding with Italy to use Italian ports. So in other words, putting all of this together, the statement of Prime Minister Medvedev, that strange little statement that we had from the Malaysian Prime Minister that I talked about last week, the current and continuing crisis within the Eurozone and Italy's very, very certain, let's, let's not, let's not uh, pretend that they are not capable of doing this, the Italy's threat to create a currency. And I suspect that all of this, all of it, is related. In order to conduct that trade with China on terms that China will agree to, they've got to create some sort of unit of account that China will accept. And Russia and China have just signaled through Mr. Medvedev that they don't want any one national currency to dominate. And in effect, what the national currency of Europe is, is the disguised Deutschmark. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's essentially what I think is boiling down to here with the euro. So I suspect that we're watching some huge moves taking place very, very quietly to set up these types of regional trading currencies, and Italy may be the first step. Now, uh, we'll, we'll know in, I suspect, a couple of years whether or not this is going to happen. But Italy right now, as I said before, folks, Italy what needs to be washed. They're holding all the cards, okay? And there's really nothing that Brussels can do other than twitch and squirm. And the really interesting thing here that might signal that this wild speculation of mine that we might be watching now a, a new drive for regional trading currencies being uh, set up. The real key to this now is whether or not we're going to see visits between various financial ministries in Italy, China, Russia with each other and talks between their central banks and so on. And uh, 
If that does happen and we hear news of, well, this trade is going to be conducted by bilateral trading agreements with their current national currencies, uh, in Italy's case, that will almost be certain signal that they're going to activate this currency option. And if that's the case, uh, then it means behind that currency option, they've already created kind of units of account like we saw during the, the Venetian Republic that were being used by banks. It was a kind of fictitious currency that banks used to trade with each other and used that as a basis to work out exchange rates with actually existing currencies. So we're watching something very significant happening right now. Uh, a, in my opinion, they're setting up a, taking the steps to set up a new system. I may be dead wrong. You know, this may be such a wild, high-octane speculation that I'm way out there. But anyway, we need to keep watching Italy, and now we need to watch very carefully for those types of ministerial exchanges between Russia, China, and Italy. It's going to be a very interesting year. All right. So that's it for my news and views. Remember, there's no vid chat tomorrow. I've moved it to a week from tomorrow uh, because of the storms that we just simply cannot seem to break this pattern. Uh, I've already uh, checked the weather today, and we do have some bad storms kind of moving in. We don't need any more water. <laughs> we certainly don't need any more of that. Anyway, that's it for today's news and views from the Nefarium folks. Watch Italy. <laughs> It's getting interesting. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, and God bless.